can't simply be overlooked. They are usually decent guys that are financially stable. They just don't have what it takes to get the juices flowing, if you know what I mean. Carl never gave me that initial jolt that made me even consider having sex with him. The passion never even smoldered. Hell, who am I kidding? The spark never ignited. One Saturday morning, he called and wanted to see if I'd like to go out to dinner and catch a movie. I really tried to ignore him, but he's a persistent little bugger. I found myself scrambling for ways that I could be tactful about saying I already had plans. I mean, it was the day that I had been eagerly awaiting for months. I had finished reading the third book in the Shifted Hearts Vampiric Wolf series the day after it was released. This next installment promised to be hot, and I was foaming at the mouth. Book four was ready and willing to provide the long-awaited pleasure that I so desperately needed. I was all set. I had bought the perfect mood candles, the bath soaps, and a giant-size pack of AA batteries. We're not talking about the family-size package. No, no, no. This was the size that the Red Cross orders during extended power outages resulting from catastrophic natural disasters. I hate to admit this, but I even bought the perfect skimpy little negligee to wear after my four-hour bath. Oh, hell, I might as well admit it. I had already received a special gift to myself. It arrived in discreet, plain brown packaging. The gift promised to measure up to Vladimir Wolf's fictional hardened length, every long, thick inch of it. Where was I? Oh, yeah, back to Carl, who couldn't let go. I finally let it blurt out of my mouth. Carl, I told you that I already have plans. I'm busy tonight. Doing what, Lee? Damn it. I have a date already. Oh, really? With who? Carl said, who, with a very nasally and sarcastic tone, by the way, and that really just pissed me right the fuck off. We're talking about my boy Vlad now. Nobody, and I mean nobody, talks bad about Vlad. You wouldn't know him. His name is Vladimir, and he's from Romania. What? Let me guess. You have a date with another one of your fictional characters. That's what it sounds like to me. Lee, why didn't you just say you didn't want to see me anymore? Okay, fine, Carl. I would rather stay at home and masturbate than go out with you. The stinging words rolled off my tongue and hung in the atmosphere between cell phone towers like a swarm of angry bees. I clamped my mouth shut, as if I could still stop them from getting to Carl, but it was too late. I had everything just right. The mood was set, and I slipped into a nice warm bath with my Kindle ready for action. Then it happened. In the second chapter, my beloved Vladimir... My hero, my fantasy love, was dead. Dead! Some low-life werewolves killed my vampire wolf shifter with a wooden stake wrapped in silver. I screamed in pure agony, Dead? Dead? No! I spent the next couple of hours sitting on my bed crying, my tears dropping onto my Kindle. Sad, I know. 
I called my sister in Pittsburgh, who shared my love for Vlad. I needed support, and she sadly couldn't offer it. All we did was cry over the untimely passing of our beloved Vladimir and make threats against the writer who swiftly brought grief into our lives. All the while, my mood candles pathetically melted away, alone. As the weeks went by, I slogged my way through the stages of grief over that damn book. It was a very serious thing for me. I was officially in mourning. I subconsciously chose black to wear to work. Who does that sort of thing? Me, that's who. It didn't go unnoticed by the other teachers or even the students at my school. The day I realized that my grief was on full display was when a small voice asked, Miss Epstein, did somebody croak or something? I lost it again. Croak? I couldn't tell the little girl the truth. Yes, Haley.